In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Get it up on there. Thanks, Michael. They do an exceptional job. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I want them to keep working. That's why I compliment them. So today, the topic of the homily is Mission Impossible. Who can be saved? A great question asked by the disciples. Now remember, when the, crane, the planes come across, it's the Holy Cross. So cross yourselves. Thank God. So who can be saved? The question was asked of the Lord, how do we inherit eternal life? And the Lord responds, keep the commandments. And then he offers this question to the rich young ruler. Release all your possessions. Give them to the poor. But the most important uh, comment he made to the rich man was, come follow me. All these other things really are peripheral to this one thing. Come follow me. The rich man had many possessions. And it was a hard thing for him to release those possessions and follow Christ. We're called, beloved, to not hold tightly to the things that God has given to us. Not tightly, open-handed. If God desires them from us, we give them to him. If somebody needs them, we give them to them. We don't hold tightly to anything. You know, that beautiful uh, imagery of it's harder for a camel to go to the eye of a needle. The eye of a needle was actually the entrance into the holy city. And the way a camel had to go through it, a camel had to take, you had to take all the possessions off the camel and the camel had to get on his knees and crawl through the eye of the needle. He had to be possessionless and humble. That's how you inherit eternal life. Following Christ, not holding on to our possessions, and fleeing, fleeing uh, the pride of life and maintaining a humble spirit. This is how we enter. So, the epistle actually answers the question to the gospel. Who can be saved? St. Paul says, which you received and which you stand, by which you are saved. If you hold fast to this, that Christ died, was buried, rose again on the third day. And so we in this can overcome corruption, inherit eternal life, and be united again to God the Father. This is the blessing Christ has given to us in his sacrifice for us. His great love and compassion for mankind, he gave us this, this great gift of unity with God, free freedom from corruption in our life with him, and uh, eternal life. Beloved, what a blessing. So, how are we saved? It's very important, I think, there's three aspects to our salvation. One is that we have been saved. 
we are being saved, and we will be saved. All three must be active in our life. We are saved. The baptismal epistle. We're united together in the likeness of his death. Certainly we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. In Galatians, St. Paul says, As many as you who are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So where is Christ? He's in you. You're united to his glorified humanity. Everything that Christ is by nature, you have been given to become by grace. You're not excited. I can't believe it. I, it's so, it bothers the mask. We did have some kind of little light that goes on that says yes or no or something that gives me some indication that you're getting what I'm saying. Maybe I had not. Something. God lives in you. That's a fact. That doesn't disappear. That doesn't go away. And then, the Lord says through St. Paul, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Christ lives in you. Who else lives in you? The Holy Spirit. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's a fact. You have been saved. You are united to Christ. You have, you're, uh, you have the, temp, the Holy Spirit living in you. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. And also we hear these words from St. Paul. The Spirit bears witness. We are children of God. Joint heirs with Christ. We are children of God the Father. This is the fact. This is when we say you have been saved. You're united to Christ. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You're an heir of the kingdom. That fact never goes away. So be encouraged. Have you been saved? You can nod. That's good. You have been saved. That's the first thing. Second, you're being saved. We need to be confident that God loves us and has compassion on us and is saving us. This is a reality as well. God is saving you. God is saving me. Good. Shake everybody said. That's good, Nadine. Thank you. <laughs> so, St. Paul says to the Philippian church, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for God works in you. God's working in you to save you. Constantly. 24-7. Then he says to the Colossians, we're being knit together in love, and then again to the Ephesians, for the whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, each part doing its share, causing growth and being edified in love. So we work this out together. We work our salvation together. I need to share this because every time I read this scripture, I think of one thing. The greatest sporting event I've ever seen. The greatest act that's ever been done in a sports event that I have ever seen. It happened at a Special Olympic event. I never forget it. We were, um, I, I worked with uh, 
uh, people with handicaps at Devereux School for eight years. One of my uh, beautiful opportunities was to take our uh, athletes down to UCLA to the state meet. And uh, if you, <laughs> we stayed in the UCLA dorms. All these wonderful children. <laughs> it was like eight in the eight in the uh, in the uh, the kitchens. There It was really a beautiful event. At the Special Olympics, the better athletes always uh, ended ended the events. And we were at this one uh, event at UCLA track, and these runners they ran a 4:40 one time around the track, and they were really good. And two of them were exceptional. And they were running neck and neck. And they came up to about 15 yards before the finish line. And one fell down. And the other one stopped in his tracks and picked him up. And they walked across the finish line together. They finished fifth and sixth. They awarded that, that young man a special award. Beloved, this is how we live the Christian life. When somebody falls down next to you, you stop and you pick them up and you walk across the finish line together. This is our life as Christian people, beloved. We're knit together in love. Every joint supplying. And we can do this. This is how salvation occurs. We are saved together with one another, helping each other. So when somebody is struggling or falling down, stop, make a phone call, do a visit, make him a cake, send the priest some chocolate chip cookies when he's feeling down. <laughs> I expect some chocolate chip cookies this week, by the way. <laughs> so these things, this is a beautiful life. We are being saved, but we're being saved together. Remember that, so important. And then finally, we will be saved. The Lord said to his disciples, In my Father's house there are many mansions. I will go to prepare a place for you, where those that have gone before us have gone to their rest. We go be with them, with the saints. There's a place prepared for you, each of you, in heaven. Be encouraged by this. We need to show diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, says St. Paul to the Hebrews. Assurance of hope until the end. This is our, our life. Our life is that we are expecting uh, this beautiful life to come. We will be saved. And then this. Beautiful words to the Thessalonian church. To give you who are troubled rest. The Lord will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Beloved, all this mess one day is going to get fixed. That's real. One day, this is going to be fixed. We're going to be united in love. There will be no sin, no corruption, no death. 
no sickness, no sorrow, no sighing, all that will be gone. There'll be no politics. There'll be no elections. <clears throat> Just peace, joy, love in the Holy Spirit. That's, that we, can, we can expect this. These are the things that we need to take confidence in, beloved. We have been saved. We're united to God. We're full of the Holy Spirit. We're children, heirs with the Father. We're being saved together, knit together in love, to enter the kingdom together, to encourage one another. And we will be saved. God has gone to prepare a place for us. Be confident in that. That should motivate us to do well, to keep our, to keep our faith, to keep our eyes on the prize, to keep our eyes on Christ, to work out our salvation. This should encourage us. And he's going to come again in glory and fix this mess. That's a fact. It's all going to be done, and we need to be encouraged by this. It should lift our hearts to, to a great hope that God loves us, he loves this world, and he will, he, he will never forsake it, nor us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.